The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Maddie Orlando. And I'm Lauren Orlando. As you probably guessed, we're sisters. And we're also co-hosts of the podcast, The Sister Diary. Every week, we let our listeners into real-life conversations like the ones that we have at home. We have an eight-year age gap, so we always have a different perspective on things, but that makes it pretty fun. We talk about navigating life, growing up on social media, and pretty much anything else that we find interesting. You can catch a new episode of The Sister Diary every Friday. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. It's time for an all new episode. And that means I have an all new guest. And this week, I know I always say I'm excited, but I'm actually genuinely very excited because not only do I have a really cool guest, who has a really cool job, but it's like a blast from my past. I've known this person literally for half of my life. He's a musician, like bona fide a rock star. He's in a band called, I don't know how, but they found me. How cool is that name? His name is Ryan Seaman. Hi, Ryan. Hey, thanks so much for having me on the show. And uh, those are really nice words. And um, I'll PayPal you as soon as this is done. So, or buy you a sandwich or something. <laughs> I, should, I don't know. I should PayPal you. Do, do you PayPal? Or I Venmo, whatever. I Venmo. Okay, cool. But Same. yeah, so y'all, I have known Ryan since... I was in junior high when yeah. I was legitimately like 12 years old. I think old. so. Yeah. I mean, I was in um, the same grade as, as your brother. Yeah. So my older brother, Joey, who's been on the podcast. Love him. Yeah. He's great. So Ryan was Joey's friend, mm-hmm. but they were in a band. <laughs> we were in a band together in, in middle school. They were in a ska band together. Oh, man. I was going to like then... blow up your spot <laughs> immediately because it's so funny to me. I don't know. I think it's like so cute. Y- you know, the 90s were, were a time. The you know? 90s were a time because it was like the Mighty Mighty Boston's and yeah. No Doubt. And real Big Fish. And real Big Fish. So like it was of the time. It was. Because sure. Joey played the trumpet. And boy, he could hit the highest notes out of anybody in our class. Yeah. And that's why he we was, got together. <laughs> that's he why was we first, were in the band. He was first chair. <laughs> he was. And he's first chair in all of our hearts. <laughs> yeah, I love Joey. I know. Hi, Joey. But like Ryan was like my like middle school crush. No way. Yes. And I'm finding this out right now. No, <laughs> Ryan, you knew this. You knew. So funny. I remember like the middle school dance and I was like, Joey, do you think Ryan will dance with me? You bring this up and I don't, I honestly, honestly, I, d- I don't remember yes. this at all. But that's so awesome and funny. And <laughs> uh, spoiler, it didn't happen. I didn't dance with you? No. Are you kidding? Why? I don't know. Either Joey like was like, I don't know. You go ask. (laughs) Joey wouldn't facilitate. Wow. I had no idea. But you know what? You and I have been friends. Yeah. It's been like, if I dare say like at least 20 years since I've known you. Well, I mean. Like more. More. Because I'm 35 now. So. And I'm at you. Yeah. 12. So like 23 years. Jeez. Oh my God. That's (laughs) wild. More than half of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really crazy because like when I met you in middle school, that was the first time I had gone to the same school twice because I moved around my whole life. And then we moved to Utah because my dad was shooting um, a TV show. 
Which so TV show it was, was called it? Touched by an Angel. Oh, right. Yeah, he was shooting that show back then. And so that's how we ended up in Utah. And, you know, that was when Park City wasn't really... Uh, wasn't really a sought out place yet. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. popular. It was kind of like, it was coming up, but, um, yeah, so it was kind of, you know, we just grew up in like a suburban neighborhood and I, you know, I graduated high school and then moved right back out to LA <laughs> just after, after all of that. But yeah, I just remember being in uh, band class with you. You're a great saxophone player. Oh yeah. I played clarinet and saxophone. Yep. You had to be in concert band and if you want to be in jazz band. Because right. I really want to be in jazz band. I want to play saxophone, but you had to, you had to play, you know, in concert band. <laughs> right. The closest instrument to that was the clarinet. Yeah. So I've, I've known you for a long, long time. And it's just crazy to think how, how many years we've been able to, to stay in touch and I just know. all the things that we've been able to, to do. Yeah. yeah. Ryan introduced me to the scene. The scene. The, the, scene. the alternative, the punk, the uh, whatever. The emo you know? scene. The emo punk stuff. scene. Yeah. Which, you know, like everyone always asks me like what my handle on Instagram means is music kills Kate because I became obsessed with music right. and not just like I like music and I like listening to music and like what's on the radio. Like I like music on a level that most people I don't think understand or would appreciate, you know, I like the, the undiscovered. I, um, interned at a record label. I wanted, I wanted to go into like A&R. I liked that discovery aspect. I wanted to like discover new music. I wanted to discover new sounds. Yeah. You interned at, uh, at Warner brothers. Yeah. Yeah. For, that's, that's crazy to me. You know, I yeah. mean, that's like one of the biggest labels in the world. So you must've seen everything firsthand. Yeah. But know? I think you kind of brought me into that world. You gotta be kidding me. Really? Well, yeah, because you, how am I finding this all out? Like right now, this is awesome. Because like you like brought me to like some of my first shows, like little tiny shows were bands that were up and coming. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I was seeing these amazing bands that were just starting out that were touring out of like, you know, 16 passenger vans. Yeah. Um, selling their like merch and CDs totally. out of the back of them that later, you know, later on went to become maybe bigger bands, maybe not, but like they were those sort of like indie yeah. sort of bands. At a place called Kilby Court Kilby in Salt Lake Court, City. Yeah. Which is down an alleyway. Mm -hmm. And it looks really sketchy if you've never been there. Super <laughs> sketchy. It was like in a shed. It was the most special place ever. Yeah. Um, so Ryan and I talked about this on his podcast, which is called Ryan Seaman and Friends. That's Week. right. You can listen to it on... On Thursday. Every Thursday. Every Thursday. At We're, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific. And it's on Adobe Radio. It's yeah. adobe.com for anybody that wants to check that out. And he talks to... People like me, but not really always like me, but mostly other musicians and people of that type. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked to people that like I came up with in music, but then I talked to people that like I grew up with, like you. Friends. And there's a couple other people I'm going to have on my show pretty soon that, you know, I, I went to high school with, you know, do you remember Ian Shore? Yeah. I'm trying to get him on my show, but he just wrote a movie that stars Mark Wahlberg. Oh, no way. Called Indefinite. Did you know this? No. Yeah. So he wrote, he wrote that script. Oh, wow. And then there's this other guy I'm trying to get who went to high school with us. His name is Bryce Rademan. And yeah. Oh, he, yeah. No, he, owns, he owns that restaurant, Spitz. Oh, yes. I know Spitz. And it's down the street from well, here. Joey, yeah. my brother. Yeah. They oh, were yeah. Roommates. They lived together. They were roommates Duh. for a long time. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. But what's really cool about you is that you've been a working musician. You've been a career musician since basically you graduated. That's right. Yeah. That is 
really inspiring and really remarkable because I think for a lot of people, like they aspire to be that. Sure. Similar to, you know, people like myself that want to come out here and be an actor and be a model. But uh, oftentimes you also have to have side hustles right. and, and work in a restaurant and things like that. But totally. I think you're one of the only people I know that have done exactly what you wanted to do. I mean, you've played with so many bands and you've toured the country and you've toured yeah. the world. Mm -hmm. What do you think it was, was the driving force in you that was like, I'm just going to do this. Cause I mean, I I mean you're, you, you yeah. were like in Utah and you just like what moved out to LA and you're like, here well, we go. I just felt like when I was in school, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there weren't a lot of us. If that makes any sense. Like <laughs> there weren't people that listened to alternative music or punk music or, I mean, small percent, but I found that th those people were my people. You know, I made like a, a bunch of my friends just going to concerts, you know, growing up that just became my life. And I loved every bit about it. And I, I felt like I really belonged somewhere. So I started really getting into like my local concert scene. And then it kind of just snowballed into, you know, me having local bands and then trying to spread the word about shows and just trying to get people to go. And then, you know, I was in like a couple bands that, you know, drew an audience in Salt Lake. And so we were the, uh, they, they call it the token support band, right? So right. like we would be the local punk rock band. We were called the teen tragedies. That was like the first, like, band that started selling out shows and started bringing a crowd without me having to beg my friends to come watch us play. And that was my first sign of like success. But we, you know, we would open up for every, you know, pretty big punk bands that would come through Utah at the time. Like we opened up for AFI. We opened up for this band called Tsunami Bomb. We opened up for a bunch of like small level punk bands. Uh, and then that led me to, you know, booking my own tours. I just, I, I did that while I was in high school. So I remember, do you remember when the Olympics happened? Oh yeah. Yeah. So this year I'm celebrating my 20th year of actually wow. touring. That's, <laughs> that's insane. That's incredible. Yeah. I was going, I was going into uh, my senior year when I booked my first tour. We booked a little like West coast, you know, into Texas run. And this time we didn't lose as much money, but then, you know, you, you learn really fast on the road. Like if you can get along with people or who those people really are and you learn a lot about yourself, you know, I wasn't really that mature you know, back then. And they were all 24 and 18. I mean, it's a, it's a big gap, you know, Yeah. it just didn't work out. And I remember I kind of wrote some punk bands, like just on email telling them that I'd, I'd quit the band and that anytime they come to Salt Lake, like let's still hang out. But like things, things were fine with me and the, uh, the teen tragedies, you know, but it just, it just wasn't working out. And so I wasn't sure what I was going to do with my life. And then this, uh, this all girl punk band that I wrote on an email, they're, they're called the eyeliners. I wrote oh, them. Man. Yeah, I wrote them and I was just like, Hey, you know, I left the band, but I would love to, you know, keep in touch. And anytime you want to come through and hang out or go grab bite to eat, let me know. And then they just said, Oh, well, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about like auditioning drummers, like our sister, Laura plays the drums and sings now, but we want her to be up in the front. So if that's something you'd be interested in, you know, let, let us know. And I was like, Oh my God, of course. Like, yeah. And I've, I've seen them like that. Oh, they tour all over the country. That's rad. This is, that's exactly what I want to try to do. So I, uh, so I tried out for the band while, while I was in high school. And then like, I think five days after I graduated, I got to go on, uh, my first like full fledged tour. It was, it was uh, the warp tour in 2002. So warp tour is, yeah. that is like the, the creme de la creme. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, for, for alternative and <laughs> yeah. punk rock and everything else, emo, Scott, whatever it is, oh, yeah. you know, even some hip hop. I mean like Eminem played warp tour, like in 2000, you know, the point is of all this is that, uh, yeah. So I, I'd had a couple tours under my belt that were like DIY booked. And then I just kind of got thrown into, uh, 
a tour bus and we were sharing a bus with flogging Molly. I was 18 years old, you know, I knew going into it that it was just a temporary thing. They, it was like a tour by tour basis because they wanted to bring their friends out. I did a couple tours with them. And then I think at that point I decided like maybe moving out to Los Angeles would be like the next move because I felt like I did everything that I could in Utah. Right. So when I moved out here, I just spent a couple of years just working, you know, a bunch of jobs, you know, and I would do the music thing at night and I would go out constantly and... So I'd still go to shows and still meet. It was, it was just a different vibe out here. Cause I feel like in Utah, everybody kind of knows everybody. Yeah. You know? There's, there's only like a few select places that you right. can go and everyone knows each other. Where right. in LA it's like, Oh man. Oh yeah. You can live, you can live so many different lives. It's crazy. I just kind of, you know, been in a bunch of different bands over the years, but it's been like, it's, you know, music is just a lot of ups and downs. And I tell everybody this on like any show I go on, but, um, that nine times out of 10 music doesn't work. But it were, but the one in 10 that it works for were the ones that were too dumb to stop. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so here are we are. <laughs> so I'm really stupid because I have, I've failed a bunch. Would you say that or you just are still trying to find what's going to work because you have been in so many bands, but like you just kind of move on to the next. Yeah. And I don't know how it happens. To the next. Cause yeah. it's been Kiev, Fairview. <laughs> You're going to name it off. Yep. Falling in reverse. Yep. Uh, I am ghost. I am ghost. Bigger lights. Bigger lights. Jeffrey star. Oh, Jeffrey you know? star. Yeah. Yeah, I played with Jeffrey for oh, a while. Oh my God. I remember know? that. There's, there's tons. I filled in for bands too. It's not just like, yeah, those are, those are like my main project, the Brobex, you know, and the Brobex and that's, that the, turned into IDK in, in, in a weird way. So now from the Brobex, Dallin, mm -hmm. Dallin weeks, he played in panic at the mm -hmm. disco. Yep. And so now it's you and Dallin. Mm -hmm. And do you have anyone else that plays with you? Uh, sometimes like now we, you know, when we, you play live probably, yeah. but, but the project is just the two of you, right? Mm -hmm. which I kind of like you. It's very white stripes, <laughs> yeah. too. but I love it. I like that you said that and not some other two, two person bands that are, you know, I, I really like, I really like that reference though. Well, um, it's, it's the best reference. Right. <laughs> it feels fresh and it feels fun. Well, that that's good to hear. Cause I feel like. I feel like in today's music, there's a lot, um, there's a lot of the same, if that makes any sense. I'm really tired of the music today. <laughs> it's adapt or die or evolve and die. But I, I feel mm -hmm. like there, there's a lot of great artists coming up too, but it's like for every, what am I trying to say? For every like one Billie Eilish, there's like 20 trying to do what she's doing. And it's like, what people don't understand is like, it doesn't work. It's like, yeah, no, I don't, you know yeah, I, mean? like, I feel like you're not trying to do anything right. that anyone else is trying to do. You're just trying to do music that people are going to. Right. Fun too. Sure. I was telling Ryan before we started, I was putting away clothes in my closet and I had on that show Hacks. It's on HBO. HBO. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like playing in the background. I was like half watching it. But then I heard <laughs> this song, their, not their most recent single, but yeah. their second to most recent mm -hmm. single yep. called Leave Me Alone. And it's really, really good. You guys go listen to it. Like, after you're listening to this, obviously, <laughs> but I started hearing it and I got so excited. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. You know, I didn't even know that it was, it was on the show until like people just started reaching out. They're like, dude, how did you not know? I don't know. Sometimes that happens. Like remember I was driving in my Your car. Publishers don't tell you about this? I apparently not, <laughs> but I was, I remember driving to like, uh, somewhere and I remember in the car, they're like, dude, I heard your song, uh, heard your song choke on, you know, this NFL, football game. I was this guy going to the commercial. I was like, no way. So, you know, it's all interesting though. I just, there's so many things going on. There's so many moving parts that like sometimes, um, 
things get you know lost in the shuffle. But it's on the charts. But what, it's on the show. Yeah, our new, our new song is on the charts. We're at like number uh, thirty-seven. The last Seven. time I looked. Yeah, it, ju- it just came out. We have we have a new song called New Invention. And new so, Invention. Well, your album's called Razzmatazz. It's called Razzmatazz. So much fun. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's it's been out now since uh, October, and hopefully, you know, given given the whole COVID times, we get to play shows. The next thing we have scheduled is going over to the UK, playing a headline show in Scotland, which will be our biggest headline show to date. And then we're doing Reading and Leeds main stage, playing the same day as uh, Post Malone and Tudor Cinema Club. And then we're headlining our largest London show, which will be a couple thousand. Then we come back to the States and then play a handful of, uh, I think, radio shows. I think that's the next that's the next move for the band. So We didn't think that live music was going to be back for mm-hmm. a while. That was something, you know, yeah. that was big question mark. Yeah. I mean, we're still kind of in the, the times where like, is it going to happen or is it not going to yeah. happen? We're pretty much 50, 50. And then, the, Oh, the next, <laughs> the next show we're playing after that September one, this is a really awesome one, but we're playing the uh, Kilby court festival. What? It was a festival in Salt Lake city, <laughs> October 2nd. But uh, I mean, it was kind of nerve wracking. We already played a festival out in Utah um, for a couple thousand people it was outdoors and it felt, it felt kind of, kind of normal, but it was also, you know, it was still kind of, yeah, it was, yeah, it was still iffy, but once we started playing, it felt like it felt right, you know? And just, what's the hardest part of your job? The heart. Yeah. I mean, definitely the hardest part of my job is just, uh, keeping in touch with, you know, your loved ones and everybody and people that are in your life. There's gotta be like somewhat of a balance, but you know, if you're, if you're dating somebody, maybe, maybe they come visit you on the road or, yeah. You're, you're, you're just, you make time for, for both of each other, you know? You know, even when there's people like musicians that date musicians, yeah. they have those like schedules that sure conflict. Cause I mean, Dallin, like he's got a wife. Mm-hmm. So totally. does she come on the road? Sometimes she'll come out for, if we're doing like something like really short, you know, she'll come out for a few days, but if it's like a really long stretch, probably not. He, he's been married the whole time. He's also been a musician forever right. too. He's managed to meet someone marry them or like that. So, so what's wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Hey, I, you know, I'm just, I'm a little more, a little more crazy, yeah. I guess. Um, I just haven't found, you, you're just yeah. like really, you're like super dedicated. You yeah. just, or maybe you just like, you're not wanting to make room. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I mean, you know, I just, I've always, uh, have, have said that if I don't think I could, you know, physically afford to have a family, right now that I shouldn't, you know, but I don't know if you're ever ready, you know? So it's kind of like a rhetorical, it's a rhetorical no, question, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm gone a lot, you know, usually. So, yeah, and if I'm not working, never be an excuse. I know, I know. It's just, I, I, I feel like, you know, my, my work, it comes first, you know? And I think with any musician, but priorities, true. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, some, you know what, some, someday, you know, I mean, maybe in the past, I, I feel like everything I've done up to this point, it's just been, I don't want to say the word calculated, but it's, it's definitely like, I've had to think of music more than anything else. Cause the minute you lose sight of it is when you, when you kind of fall off, you know, unless you just have yeah. that, unless you have that partner, that's just like going to stick with you through thick and thin. So, you know, that's just, but that's do just you feel like you, you're looking for someone just to like fit into your life. I think when, when the right one you know, but do you ever think that, <laughs> that that might be a little, I don't selfish. know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> let, Hey, you know what? I mean, I'm not saying like, it's my world. And I live in it. I'm just thinking like, I don't know if I have time to really give myself to somebody. That's all. 
you it's know? fair. Yeah. That's one you know what I mean? Fair. So, I mean, I've, I've been in relationships and you know, maybe they all, they all end the same way. But so. maybe it's just <laughs> about finding, finding that right project. That's mm-hmm. going to start just like really catching on. And then, and I think that is this one, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just COVID kind of uh, messed up, yeah. you know, messed up everything. I mean, if it's not like the most important thing to you, then it's not a priority to you. Yeah. I mean, Someday would be it'd be really great to start a family and do all those things. Just yeah. right, right now. Well, it just I mean, like this is like the biggest band. The most I think important I've, thing to you right now is this. Yeah, I, I mean, this is. Then it makes sense why. True. This is everything I've I've ever worked for, and and now is is more, it's it's more prevalent than ever. Legit, this is like my. You know, everybody gets like one shot. You know. Yeah. This is my. This is my one shot. You know. I mean. I mean. I, I'll always be playing music. You know. That's that's never the. That's never the thing. I'm I'm just I'm never gonna give up. That's and I'm the definitely problem. not one of those people that's like, why don't you have kids? Why aren't you married? <laughs> what? I'm not like that. Like mom, where it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, I'm, again, it's really hard. A, why don't you have a wife? No, right? but, yeah, but, th- but figure, but check this out. You know, like if if the longest I've been home has been eight months since 2006, that's not really like conducive for me to, you know, try well, to start having a family, what if, right? What if it was a what if it was a woman who was herself very busy where. You could find companion in somebody that was like, I'm also really busy too. And I, but you know what? I've ha- I've had have, those before. Maybe you know, we could have a phone relationship. I've def- I've definitely yeah. <laughs> I've definitely have you know I've dated people where we didn't want um we didn't want our relationship like in the in the limelight. You know, so I've definitely I've definitely been there too. So, but I think that's also nice to like not. I mean, d- just for me, I know like your life. It's like everybody knows like you're married everybody knows you're doing you know oh, you can't every- go anywhere without somebody like knowing you like well and everyone already has opinions about right. my marriage and my life so i mean the nice thing about like not not really revealing my my love life to people you know just on, on a public no forum no one can say anything exactly about it. yeah exactly you know it's like they're not what watching my every yeah <laughs> and that's that's honestly why i but that's i choose my, to do but, it you know but my job is to do that exactly and you know it's fine it's fine. I'm looking around right now in your beautiful <laughs> home, and I think that's fine. It's Just, fine. Yeah. If I had to do it again, I would do it exactly the same. I mean, I'll tell you this: if you're if you're in music to make money, you're in, you're in the wrong business. But yeah. so with social media, right? And how like instantaneous it is, mm-hmm. like Instagram oh, and TikTok. Totally. There are people that can become famous overnight it is kind of wild but then like how long do they stay famous for i like, mean how it, long it can people... be very fleeting but like right. with these like tiktok trends with these these songs these these artists like they can create this music and it can be you know used as a tiktok sound sure. trend yep. and then they become superstars overnight and it's like like i don't know the longevity and all that but like for somebody that has dedicated more than half their life to something like yeah. do you find that irritating the sad reality is with music it's it's adapt or die and it's always been like that you know yeah. like i got my start with uh the platform myspace but that was like here's my band's profile with mm-hmm. our music right it's not like i'm gonna write a ditty and have mm-hmm teenagers do a dance to right it. i'm having a hard time seeing this as like a as the same but i guess it might be the same it's the same but it's now it's just it's on a new spectrum right so like before it's like okay well you weren't even like a band unless you did have a myspace profile right yeah and and people would find you over that it's like back when we were growing up it was like if you were on mtv you quote unquote made it 
Right. But, but but even back then, like you couldn't really measure the, the the success on that because like there were bands that I I loved that were on MTV and I go see them like in Utah and they brought maybe like fifty people out there, you know. So like MTV was like the scope of like oh did we actually make it? Well we're here now, so now we're gonna see if we actually made it, you know, because yeah. that was the only source of media. Now it's just like with music, there's so many different like not even like TikTok, there's like everything, even there's Instagram SoundCloud, still. There's, yeah, SoundCloud, yeah, exactly. I mean, I I find it aggravating. Like you, it is. You, it's you, a little you do aggravating. Kimmel, you do Ellen. Yeah. But then, you know, little Johnny can <laughs> right. write a little ditty in his basement, right. and you know, some little TikTok person can decide that they're going to make a little dance to it. Yeah. But or that's you, what's going to take off. It's yeah. Like, or you write a skateboard me. and drink ocean spray, and then you revive a band like Fleetwood Mac. Aside from that, with the let's say like the SoundClouds of yeah. this all and the Spotify. And with bands that are very hungry, the streaming of it all. I mean, okay, we had Napster. Yeah, we could we could eagle, we just illegally it. Yep. rip some music mm-hmm. off with some MP3 stuff. So that's that's kind of been a thing for a while. But now it's almost expected that music is free. Like you have to have your music up on a streaming site. Yeah, and you were saying that it has to get how many? Right. It's like it's like one stream is like you get like 0.006 cents or something. It's not even like, it's like a fraction of a penny, you know? Oh God. So, so for every, so do that math times, however many streams you see a band have. And that's how much the song is made. It's adapt or die now. Like, like we I know, but I just, I cannot fathom that people are just expected to like, what, we're going to stream this for free because it didn't get made for free because people had to get paid. True. Yeah. I mean, to to some degree, you know, but now we live in a world where like people can go and they could buy, there's like three programs people work on. They, they work on a program called logic that comes on a computer. They work on uh, Ableton or they work on pro tools. You'd be surprised. Like there's this really great school. It's called YouTube university, right? (laughs) And anybody can go. It's really crazy. There's no, like there's no uh, tuition, you know, but yet you get to use your intuition and you can just, <laughs> even I learned how to like record my own drums, like on logic, just from watching YouTube videos. So Isn't you're that crazy? not, so you're not mad at this. No, because I, the reason why I'm not mad is only because I, I can't do any, I, I can't control it. I can't do anything to stop it. It's again, it, with music, it's adapt or die. And so, so you subscribe to this whole, like, let's just get the music out there for people. Yeah. Because what it translates to is people coming to the shows, like the, the way right. bands make money now is people coming to the show, right? Is people paying for that concert ticket and paying for you know, right. merch or, you I mean, know, that's how they VIP are. packages. I hate doing VIP. Pa- I, I think it's, you know, I've always thought it was like wrong to charge somebody to like meet you. You know, I, I always thought that was like a special, you know, sort of thing. What really is crazy too, is when you, when you charge people VIP packages and then sometimes the band don't even make the money, they have to pay back like debts or they got to pay the guys that are, you know, looking out for the band and getting you those opportunities. That's why, if you really want to make bank, like try to be a pop star. <laughs> try, try, try to be a pop star or, just, pop or just don't star, do music, you know, just don't do music. Yeah, just, just be, just be a banker. You know, someone told me the other day, actually our, our friend, um, our mutual friend, Mike Kaminsky, he said, you know, Ryan, you're in the 1% of musicians that makes money. Even if it's, you even are. if it's not like, even if it's not like a shit ton of money, you're still in that position where you don't have to like work for the man, you know? where you're figuring it out. You don't have to, you don't have to do that stuff. Like they're, you're in the 1%. So congratulations to you, you know? And I'm like, and I thought about that and I'm just like, Ryan, I know that's why I say, stop calling yourself dumb. (laughs) I'm not dumb. It's just, it's, it's that, but it's again, music, it's just like, you're always going against the grain. 
you know, yeah. there's bands that like I came up with like touring and they don't even do it anymore. They're just like, Oh, I gave up whatever I'm doing this now. Or I'm doing that. And I'm just like, I'm a lifer. I mean, I think know? it's the same thing with like acting and modeling. Like, sure. you, like if you really want to do it, you can, mm-hmm. but you have to understand that like, it's gonna take you're a not going to be a movie star. Probably you're probably going to be doing like bit roles, like maybe something like reoccurring and you're probably going to have to like have side gigs and side hustles, but like you could, you can keep booking stuff, but like, yeah. If you're going to come out here and expect to become a movie star and be like a millionaire, like don't like stay home (laughs) Yeah, to be a working actor means you're just being an actor and not being a movie star. It's also like right place, right time. Oh yeah. It's also like what, what, you know, who, you know, to a degree, it's It's also, it's it's a a lot lot of of who, you know, right. It's a lot of, it's It's a a lot lot of that. So, you know, yeah, it's crazy, you know? What's like the craziest story you have from like the road? <laughs> I got tons of fun, but I can't okay. mention them here. I think one of the craziest things that happened to me, I was, I was like, actually, you know, I thought it'd be a good idea. I put on like an Instagram story. This was probably, I don't even know. It was like four years ago or something like that, but like four or five, I was like, Oh, I'm going to Brazil. Like a little vacation, you know, whatever. And I put like what time my flight was getting in and like what airport and whatever. And it, it wasn't like that many people, but still like to think that like people just would come to the airport to just like see you out and like whatever. It was, there's, there's like fucking like, you know, 10 people that came to the airport to just like see That's me. And, and, then, and then somebody, there was a place I ended up going and then somebody like, uh, it was like a hotel or something. And somebody like took a picture of the front of the hotel and they put like hashtag come down Ryan. It's like somebody followed me from the airport to like, you know, I mean, that was a pretty crazy story. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of band stories, like, you know, there's like flights getting delayed or you miss like a connection or one of the crazy stories I've had from, from the, the IDK how side was, um, I had to go do a radio show in Buffalo, uh, New York. And you know, when, when you go do like, we call it a one-off, you just go play one show and then you turn around and go home. It's really risky to fly in the day of your show that, that that's like a, it's oh. a that's a no, no, oh, you yeah. know, and I didn't do that. But what happened was, is I had a, uh, I'm going to teach everybody on how to do this right now. You know, for anybody trying to do it on the cheap, do not have a connecting flight in Chicago and do not have a connecting flight in Dallas. And if you oh, stick to those Dallas. rules, yeah, if you stick to those oh, rules Dallas. as like a musician or whatever, or to just a, a avid traveler, then you're going to be fine. You know, just don't go through Chicago or don't go through Dallas. I don't know about Chicago, but Dallas, I know for sure. It's just big airports, whatever. So I remember I had to fly out to Buffalo to do a radio show and we got the day before we had to connect in Chicago and they ended up like canceling the flight to Buffalo. I tried to get on every other airline. There was no, there was nothing available. It was like, it was hell. So like the end of September was like, Oh, we have there's no tickets for anything. All these like rental cars were like booked. I didn't know what to do. You know, our management got us like a travel agent and the travel agent couldn't help us. And I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing? And it's like, nobody was there to help me. You know, I had to help myself. Like I literally was like, what do I do? You know, management couldn't help me you know, booking agent, whatever, all these people that are involved with the band. Nope. It's like, eh, go fuck yourself, go figure it out, you know? And so I'm like, Oh, okay. So the only way that the show is going to happen is if I, if I get there. So, you know, we land in Chicago. I mean, we were going to get to Buffalo really. It was me and the uh, guitar tech who's now playing uh, guitar with us live. His name's Anthony Papura. What's up, Anthony? We got stuck in Chicago essentially. And I remember there was a car that was opening up at like 8am or something. And I literally banged my head on the table in front of the person. And I just like, Oh my God. I just, it was just like that. Just, I, I was just shocked that there aren't any cars available. There weren't any flights available. I was just like, what the fuck am I going to do? And this lady was like, Oh, you know what? Something just came up. And so I think it was about like five in the morning and we tried to even get in the hotel too. It was like, there was a line out the door. It was just some ghetto place, whatever. So 
we ended up driving all night from Chicago to Buffalo, just me and the guitar tech. And we got to the venue at like two in the afternoon and our sound check was at four. And then we oh played, and then we played the show and I still couldn't go to sleep. I was so tired though, but I still was just like, I was just so oh wired. God. We were opening up for a dashboard confessional and then we ended up hanging out with them afterwards. And then I got maybe like five, six hours of sleep. And then it was really great though, because then the airline gave me like a first class ticket uh, home. Oh. What else is weird too, is that our bags, they went to Buffalo but we didn't like, it just made it connecting something. It was really weird. And then like our tour manager, like went to the airport and just grabbed their bags. So like anybody can just go in to the airport and grab whatever. So I, I thought that was all really crazy for, for me anyway, you know? So that was a close call. Like we almost didn't make the show and then down would have just been like alone. So did anyone get drunk and like, no, there weren't any, fu- <laughs> there weren't any fights. I remember one time, like I was on like the bus and this like drunk idiot, like literally came on, like we had a pit bull with us and like, I remember this uh, this drunk idiot came on the bus and was like, hey, I'm like looking for Ryan. And everybody looks at me like, who the fuck's this guy? I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. And then the dog freaked out, tried to like charge him. And then, you know, and, and so the guy got off the bus really quickly, but just a random civilian like came on the bus, like some beer, just like Ew. it was all trashed. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I remember Coolio. Do you remember the rapper Coolio? Of course. He came out to a uh, show Warp Tour and he brought us a big medicine jar full of weed. Thank you for getting us into this concert today. Actually, another crazy IDK story. You know, I, I had somewhat of a relationship with Coolio. Um, my old, my <laughs> old band got to cover ga- Gangster's Paradise because oh, uh, Fearless Records at the time wanted the band I was in at that time to, to do a cover. So we met up with him and all this crazy stuff and did this like APMAs. It was like, it was like an award show that alternative press threw on at yeah. the uh, rock and roll hall of fame. So we did a song with Coolio, but then years later they, they have shows at like a top golf in, in Vegas. They throw on shows. So our booking agent's like, here, play this and you'll make this. And so we're like, okay. So we get there and I'm like, I'm going to hit up Coolio just to see if he wants to come out to a show. <laughs> he's like, sure. So him and his wife come out and uh, they, they hang out like we there was like a quote unquote green room situation where they got to hang out with us back there. And it was just like an office, you know, it wasn't really like a green room. It was kind of kind of whack. And uh, <laughs> I remember he showed up and he's like, hey, can I like can I introduce you guys? As band? I can find the video. It's like on YouTube somewhere. But um, he's like, hey, can I introduce you guys as band? And he's like, we we're just like, yeah, sure. But, you know, don't don't mention any of our previous. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to. So it's really weird. Top golf. There's like a there's like a rope of people that like would just come in to just watch the show. Yeah. And then or you could just play top golf, you know, so um, it was kind of segregated. So, I mean, there was like 200 people maybe behind the rope. So, of course, none of our fans knew who the hell Coolio was. They just saw this like crazy looking dude with like weird, you know, I don't even know how to describe his hair, but he had these two like, uh, you know, spikes coming out. Yeah, like braids. Yeah, he had these braids, but they were just like all over the place. But now, you know, fast forward like 30 years and Coolio has these two, you know, horns, you know, coming out of his hat. And so he's like, yo, 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 he goes on stage and all these kids don't know what's going on. But then everybody at Topgolf's like, holy shit, that's Coolio, you know? And so he announces our band. He announces it. He announces it wrong. You know, what he, is he, he, he was all like, he's like, he's like, all right, we got Ryan from Falling Reverse. And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> we got Dallin from Panic Disco. And then everybody's like, yeah, They're like, all right, here they are. I don't know how they found me. And then, and then just like, and then the intro starts. And just, I don't know oh how they found me. Yeah. It was just, uh, oh yeah, God. he got band name wrong. 
but it, but it's endearing. It kind of goes with our um, our whole thing, you know. So just being undiscovered and you know fi- finding it for yourself. So um, yeah, that was a really really crazy That's story. Amazing. But yeah, Coolio. So shout out to Coolio. He's shout actually he's so, he's so nice. He's he's a really nice guy. Ryan, thank you so much. Oh my god, I can't believe we're already out of time. This is crazy. Time flies. Well, okay, but I like to end yes. my podcast mm-hmm. with it's a little bit of a segment. So a lot of people know me for like rage texting. Okay. Rage texting. Yeah. So I like to do it with like a rage text of the day. Enlighten me. You could send a rage text to anyone, anything. It could literally okay. be I got a, you. a tree, a traffic, okay. a weather, a this, a plastic bag, a actual person if you want. I got you. What, what is your rage text oh, of the I, day? I, I got it. I what got it. it? I've, you it? know, the minute you, you, you said it, I was like, <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm sure this is a lot of people's rage text, but uh, 2020, you were really a fucking asshole. Yeah. You ruined everything for me. It was the worst year of my life. I fucking hate you so much. You can go die and rot in hell. I thought maybe I was going to be able to make a down payment on a house, but I can't because of you, you fucking asshole. And maybe, you know, in 2022 and beyond, I can do all the things I wanted to do in 2020, but I can't now because you fucking suck. I hate you. Go to hell. Done. That's really good. <laughs> That's solid. It's solid. That is really and solid. And I can keep going about, about how 2020 just fucked up everything. It fucked up, you know, <laughs> you know, personal relationships. It fucked up my business. I don't know. Maybe it didn't though. Everything happens for a reason, you know, but still mm-hmm. fuck 2020. I could have done without it. Yeah. So fuck you 2020. Don't ever come back. You're gone. I love that. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan. And I love you, Kate. You're the the best. I love you. Thanks for having me on the show. And if anybody gives two fucks. uh, Tell them where to follow you. Yeah. Check check me out at Ryan Seaman. Spelled spelled S-E-A-M-A-N. Ryan Seaman, like a sailor. And then, you know, check out the band. And check out the band IDK How. It's at IDK How on all, all things. Yeah, Facebook, check out Twitter and their band TikTok. I think the the album's called Razzmatazz. Yep. The single's called New leave, Invention. New Invention or Leave Me Alone. Leave Me Alone was was at number one twice this year. Amazing. Which is cool. I should have said that earlier, but okay. Honestly, like <laughs> go listen to their music now. You're gonna love. You're gonna be obsessed. And then listen to his podcast every Thursday at yeah at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Adobe.com. It's on the internet radio station. It's like one of the most streamed alternative stations on the web. Yeah. Or so they tell me. I it's don't know. It's called Ryan Seaman and Friends. Ryan Seaman and Friends. I saw, I saw a billboard of myself in LA, which is kind of crazy so too. So cool. So Kate, yeah. thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. And you've been on the show before. Yeah. You can check out you know? um, an episode that yeah. I was on. With yep. Him. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, blah, 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 and oh, such yeah, and yeah, such. Of course. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I love you guys. Be kind to yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. 